Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thank you to our sponsors, Mindful Chef, to whom we are very grateful for their support. Uh, Mindful Chef, make healthy eating easy. You'll find delicious, healthy recipes, high in protein with no stodgy carbs, refined sugars, or artificial anything. All of their meals are high in good fibre, thank the good Lord, the kind your gut loves and are easy to prepare. In fact, a whopping 94% of their customers say that Mindful Chef makes healthy eating easier for them. I mean, the other 6%, goodness knows what is going on with them. Perhaps they're, perhaps they're the sort of people that just don't follow instructions. For heaven's sake, people, get a grip. Now, there are 20 new recipes to choose from each week that are completely flexible. Uh, it's all delivered to your door. There are no tie-ins or other commitments. Uh, you know, you don't have to invite them in and say, oh, no, no, you must eat with me. You brought it all this way. That's absolutely fine. They're not expecting it. In fact, if anything, they're commitment phobes. Uh, just healthy food with no supermarket queues. And you can get 25 off your first four boxes by signing up and using the code MIDDLEPLEASE, all one word. Hello and welcome to Middle Please Umpire. My name is Miles Jupp. I'm joined as ever by Mark... Would I was going to say all of your names then? I thought, I don't, what are your middle names? Jeffrey, what's your middle name? Um, Hard. <laughs> Mark Hardwood. Is that now? Bolsa. Uh, Mark Bolsa Wood. Yeah. Mark I would. Mark. <laughs> uh, what, <laughs> what, what is it? Don't, don't, don't make me Google. What, what, what's your middle name? Andrew. Mark Andrew Wood. Do you know who else has got the middle name Andrew? Um. He's the Times cricket correspondent. Uh, um, the postman, David. <laughs> it's your friend and mine, uh, Lancashire and England's Michael Atherton. You've reached that point of an Indian tour when you've arrived in India. Uh, you're at Hyderabad now. How how well acclimatised are you? Good, yes. Um, we've seen the the birds of prey flying out the window. We've, um, we've had butter chicken. We've actually brought... You were... Oh, my God, I can't believe I've never told you this. We've brought a chef with us, a guy called David Pyle, who worked, um, scouse lad who works for England football. He's great. First night, 
uh, I come downstairs expecting, obviously, I don't know, naan, butter chicken, maybe a bit of dal, uh, maybe aloo gobi. Um, but I'm instead greeted by lamb chops, grilled chicken, roast potatoes, cauliflower, broccoli, carrots, with a jug of... Oh, 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 gravy. Yes! Really? I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I was, I've never been as... Honestly, I've never had a Sunday roast in India ever. And it was... Oh, I, I can't tell you how excited I was. Tonight we've had chicken katsu curry with um, like mashed potatoes and um, there was steak and loads of other stuff. Honestly, I feel, I'm so happy. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. Did they give you... Did you... <laughs> Did you get gravy this yeah, evening? like peppercorn gravy. I've had gravy two nights in a row in India. That's very nice. I bet you are getting a chance to go, maybe when Dharamsala you get a chance to go out and, and eat. It's incredible to have a, tra- a chef travelling with you, of course, but you presumably you can't. I mean, you can't be somewhere as amazing in India and not, not experience some of the, some of the local cuisine. Well, I don't know if Dharamsala have gravy. <laughs> it's got just it's a great gravy or nothing which presumably will be the oh i hope that's the title of your next memoir uh, gravy. gravy or nothing or could it could it be a quiz show you host <laughs> sort of in the afternoon channel five hello and welcome to gravy or nothing here is your host mark wood um i don't know what the format would be we've got an excellent title though we need richard osman back on mm-hmm. uh, he can sort of he can come up with a format for us. You'd be, you. I think you'd be very good at that sort of. Um... You have to. I think the format would be a bit of a Norton crosses kind of vibe. But instead of the, you getting three crosses, you have to get O X four. Very, very, very high end piece of wordplay there. Um, now uh, you've been training very hard. You had a very serious training camp actually. Uh, golf aside, a lot of a lot of cricket. <laughs> Paddle tennis was obviously high on the agenda for those non-golfers. A bit of swimming. Um, who do you um, who do you play paddle tennis with? Um, I played with uh, Sims Pete Sims, who was the um, strategic audition coach. I also played with Joe Root, who was excellent. Um, we had a tournament. Um, is Rooty Rooty? Listen to me. Is Joe Root an all-round uh, yes, sportsman? Yes. Play any, um, anything yes, at all? His hand. Well, obviously, paddle tennis. His hand-eye coordination is amazing. Um, does he play it very late? Yeah, and then uh, weirdly, as he hits it, he shouts, "Run!" Does he, does he ever ab- absentmindedly run it, run it sort of just wider the slips? We, You're like, what are you doing? I, I can't believe when you know. I know that we played together, but when he hit it in the corners, he kept shouting two, um, which I just didn't <laughs> didn't quite understand. I didn't know if we were both meant to go at the net or. But yeah, he was he was excellent. Uh, we had a, comp- a tournament, and Zach Crawley and Gus Atkinson won. He just kept standing at the net. I mean, it, they're, they're like nine foot tall. It was like trying to get over the angel of the north. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yes, part of uh, part of Anthony Gormley's uh, 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 racket sports series. Uh, now, you're how many days away from a test match at the point that we're speaking? We are two days out from a test. The pitch has been a little bit tricky to to read. They have at the moment scarified both ends, and the middle was really wet. So they'd wet the middle of the pitch. That was ruled, and the ends had been left bare and were looking a bit cracky and a bit crumbly. So I would associate that with spin um, in the middle of the wicket. They're trying to keep together, hold together as long as they can. But we'll see more tomorrow, the day before the test. It'll obviously be cut and rolled again. There isn't much grass on it. Um, but even if you've got a net set up on the outfield, it's no indication of what the actual wicket in the middle is, is it? No, because it's nothing like what the wickets are like. The, the wickets that we've been practising, the nets are on the back, and even that's nothing like the actual pitch. Um, 
the, the stadium is massive. Hyderabad, it's um, obviously the orange army here, sunrise as they play here. So not the easiest to catch a red ball out of the bright orange seats. Um, oh, right. But they'll be pretty full, won't they? I think, I think it should be. I mean, it's a massive ground. So I'm not sure if it'll be absolutely jam-packed, but it, it should be fairly full. Um, and I'm really looking forward to just, yeah, I feel like we've got nothing to lose kind of thing. Like, it's a free hit. Like, it might not go well. We might fall flat on our face, but no one's won here since 2012. No one has beat India in India since 2012. It's going to be a massive task, but, like, nobody thought we'd beat Pakistan 3-0 away. So we might as well just give it a go. And if, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But I feel I don't know how you feel as a spectator, but I think we just... As a spectator... Honestly, I feel nervous by the, the about the free free hit. Simply in terms of you're thinking, well, because it all you can really by saying free hit, what you mean is with the, the the unpressurized situation of being the underdogs. I suppose you wouldn't be expected. Like yeah, yeah, your goalkeepers doing a penalty shootout. I mean, they ought to score effectively. So I guess you've got that is what you mean by that. I mean, I I always used to love listening to cricket in India when I first got into cricket when I was you know, not even in my teens and I'd listen at night or whatever. It just sounded so amazing. And I just the atmosphere and I went out to India, that's the only place overseas where I've watched Test cricket and it just it's just so exciting. And the thought of being there, that kind of cauldron like atmosphere and the how knowledgeable the crowds are and stuff there. All of that kind of thing and just the fact that you're in you're playing in a country where cricket is uh, you know, very much the national sport. I just think the sheer sort of excitement of that and the pressure, it's great that you've got something where you can go, here's a reason for us not to feel feel pressure and just go out there and, and try and do things the way we, we do them, I suppose. So I've taught myself out of no longer feeling nervous as a result of that expression. I've just tried to phrase it differently. I was watching a little bit of um, footage of uh, Ben Folk's practicing his wicket-keeping. He does this thing when he... I think it's when he's up against the stumps. He takes the ball, and before he moves the ball back in towards the stumps, he always taps the ground first. And is that... I want, do, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, him it, doing I don't know that. if that's to, to sort of replicate or overemphasize the fact of keeping low. Um, so when you take the ball almost holding your position in case it shoots along the ground or anything like that. I mean, I'm not a wicket-keeper. Um, I know we've had Jack Russell on. Maybe he... You know, he would have given a bit more insight, but um, I wondered if it was about practicing the absolute maximum that you're always making sure you're prepared to, to tra- take the ball the maximum distance from where, yeah, that, where you've gathered it to the stumps, it. Um, or if it was quicker. If it turns out it's actually quicker to bash your hands off the ground and then up, you know, in the same way that people worked out that throwing the ball in on the bounce was actually quicker than, than yeah. the, you know, big looping throws. Yeah, the I'm, I'm not sure. I think obviously, folks, you know what he's doing. He's so meticulous in his, pra- in his practice and everything that he does. Well, he's a good player, actually, a spin, isn't he, folks, is the thing. And he does bring... He brings a very different sort of quality as about something in terms of sort of pace and stuff. You, your own preparation for it, how happy are you? You know, how, how much are you looking forward to getting to the end of the mark? Pretty fresh ball in your hand. Yeah, I am. I think it's a, it's a massive challenge. And I think after the disappointment of the World Cup, where I was really flat after it and you know felt like I'd let myself down and other people down. I think this gives us an opportunity to come back here. Um, again, and it may not go well, but my effort's going to be there. I'll give it everything I've got. And, you know, that's you test yourself against the best players. And I think India and India, like I mentioned, they haven't been beat since 2012. This is the time to test yourself against the best and really gauge where you're at. Um, there might not be at times much for the scene bowlers. I mean, if it reverse swings, that might bring me in. 
um, and it'll probably be short, sharp spells if it does spin. So it'll mean that I'm not. It's a bit of the other way around, I guess, to England, where the spinners will hold and end up, and the seamers attack. It might be the other way around here, but usually I've been used by Stokes as an impact bowler, so we're trying to make an impact whenever I get a chance. Um, I should mention at this point, this podcast will go out after the first test, so everything that we're saying now is entirely uh, speculative, and you can oh, see God, um, how good you can well. see how good we are at for- forecasting. Essentially, um, I, reading a lot about the 2012 series, there's been a lot in the papers about it. Recently, while Were you've you been there for that series? No, 2006 I was there for, which was a um, one-all. I mean, at the time, everyone was absolutely delighted with that. that was, so Vaughan was injured, that was Flintoff captained. Pan, Panasar, that, so that was Panasar's first tour in India. It was an interesting, you know, reading accounts of that, that, that series and, you know, people saying how astonishing Anderson and Broad were effectively as backup bowlers. And it was, you know, you had uh, Panasar and Swan taking a lot of a lot of wickets and being the sort of attacking option. And uh, you know, I suppose it's a tribute to their 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 skills as bowlers that 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 they were like, right, our job is to be the containers. Our job is to sort of bowl dry and whatever. Let the the thought of that. If you <laughs> if you come in off sixteen paces and you're going, well, I want the spinner to go down a fine leg and have a little bit of a rest. You know, that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty big hearted, I guess. But if that's you know that's what's asked of you, I imagine it's not going to be like that this time. It's going to be like. Right, whoever's given the ball their job is to attack. Yeah, and that's the Stokes and McCullum way, isn't it? That it's about being smart, uh, always trying to take the positive option, soaking up pressure when it's needed, and then you know putting pressure back on the opposition when whenever we can. So if it's a tight attack with the ball in the field, it'll be all you know guns blazing. But there may be times where, like you say, we've got to sit in, we've got to try and you know get the pressure back up and try and create something that way. Have you had a chance to talk to the skipper about where you might come in the batting order? No, but I imagine it will be nowhere higher than 10 or 9. Really? Or 9? Or eight. Yeah, well... 9, nine might know. be... I think 10's, 10's my number, isn't it? Well, what position were you batting at when you when you changed the summer, Woody? When you came out absolutely full of gravy, afternoon session, and started swinging the ball into the crowd? Where I was having what a num- blast. Having a blast, yeah. Summer loving. Do 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 summer loving. We I, do you know remember on Padil and Skinner Unplanned they used to finish always with a, with a song and I kind of wish that we had the kind the, the the setup where that's what we could do some song that we'd mentioned at some point during the podcast we were able to sort of close always on a rousing number. I mean, for instance, you, when you're heading off a tour, you could sing um, uh, Roger Whittaker's Durham Town, couldn't you? Hmm. Do, do, do you know that song, Woody? No, you have to sing it for me. I've got a leap old Durham town. I've got a leap old Durham town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a leap old Durham town. This leaving's gonna get me down. So That's someone like Durham you seeing that in your sort of beautiful, beautiful burr. Do you call it a burr in North your accent? I don't know if burr. I don't, I don't think that burr does it justice. I'm not even sure accent does it justice. Okay, then. So if I've got to sing that, what are you going to sing? Um, oh, just something by Lindisfarne. Oh, I, I don't know what would you. You, you tell me. You tell me what. In fact, you sing what you'd like me to sing. Sing as I've I've done a, nearly a whole verse oh, right, of what, right. what okay, we decided well, is your seen song. As, seen as um, seen as you're going to be watching um, the lads play, um, I want you to. In, I want you to give positive vibes. I want you to. Say, I need a hero. I'm holding on for a hero in the Indian night. 
He's got a ball fast and he's got a ball short and he'll get them all up one by one. Oh my, Woody, that is, that, that's, um, yes, well, that's uh, uh, Bonnie Tyler. Mm. Bonnie Tyler, uh, Wales is... Remix with Mark Wood. Did you, is that you ad-libbing there? You, can, you, can you rewrite lyrics to that or is, is this something you've been working on while, while the rest have been golfing? I'm going to work through all of the biggest singles in the 1980s and rewrite them about uh, the England's tour of India. How's the tour going? I'm having a very nice time. There have been very, very nice uh, audiences. I was uh, Stafford last night. I'm off to Newbury. Have you got any cricket jokes in there? There is, I think, one reference to cricket in the show, actually. That's that's all there is. Um, but maybe I'll throw in, um, as I say, I'm, uh, oh, I've sorted out tickets for some members, uh, from, some, some travelling fans from Ashington. Uh, so perhaps I'll throw in a couple of bonus questions there. And I might, the last time members of the Wood family saw me uh, on a stage, I was wearing the Ashington top. But look what I've got that I could wear this time, Woody. Do you oh. recognise this? Now what? What country is that? Uh, Zila. It's like that bit at the end of the killing when they work out what the who the, it does because they've got half the word on the jacket. It's this is this is this is from from the Middlefields Umpire Gang. Nathan sent this to me the first night of the tour. Uh, Epsom, I was very pleased to open it. This is, oh, this is a great gift. This is New Zealand's top from the uh, nineteen ninety two World Cup. A World yeah, Cup you'll of absolutely, absolutely love fantastic that. strips. You'll love absolutely that. fantastic. So maybe maybe I'll put that on under my suit. And uh, go out and wear that, or unless unless I go and do some dates in New Zealand eventually, in which case I will pander to local uh, local patriotism. Um, but I've been having a very nice time. I've been I've been enjoying it, and it's nice to be back on the road and doing you know at the sort of more at the coalface end, I suppose, of comedy. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all new, better than ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all new nitrogen infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. We are grateful to the lovely people at Spond for supporting this series of Middle Please Umpire. Spond is the UK's number one sports management app that will save you hours of valuable time when organising your team. Let's hear from one happy cricket club. Hi guys, Jonathan Speller here, director of Wimbledon Cricket Club. We've now been using Spond at Wimbledon Cricket Club for several years and it's been an invaluable resource for our club. The addition of the availability feature has been extremely valuable in ensuring we have the right players on the park and a fair distribution of matches for our juniors. 
Our coaches find Spond an incredibly helpful tool to communicate directly with players prior to training sessions, enabling them to run efficient and targeted practice sessions. Spond brings our club together as one club, supporting us on administration, freeing up our time to deliver our programs with excellence. Spond is available on iOS and Android and is free. Download the Spond app and try it for your team or club today. Maybe, maybe as we go into the mailbag, I was thinking we normally have our jingle, but what if we do like a Sega esque time, like you know, uh, Sega Mega Drive when you were a kid, and it would go Sega. Yeah. Well, now I'm thinking mailbag, mailbag. There's, there's one mailbag. Somebody's sitting on my mailbag. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. <laughs> oh, That's Oh, just sat on my mailbag. Uh, there we are. <laughs> that's, that's a little jingle. Tonight at six, the mailbag. OK, it is time for the mailbag. Let me open it right up for you. There it comes. Middle Police Empire, Series 6, Episode 5. Uh, this is on the subject of almost spotting cricketers. Miles and Woody, fan of the pod since day one, and like Miles, an Athos fan too, no less. It is with this in mind that I write to you. I'm a journalist with the Liverpool Echo and was visiting the city's excellent Alder Hay Hospital for a story. Um, as I waited on the ground floor to be taken up to meet my appointment, I was greeted by a hospital volunteer by the name of Michael Atherton. Sadly, it wasn't the great Lancashire and England opener turned commentary in Times Beermoth, but it made my day and prompted me to get in touch. Keep up the good work, midders. That's a very that's a that's a nice uh, person to be have uh, to share a name with. Do you, what do you call that when you uh, namesake namesake? Yeah, that's a very high end namesake. Um, that of course could open up a new category. I feel Woody. Uh, do you have a, do you have anyone that with famous that is also a male's job? Are you the one? Uh, for a while, I used to get I unless unless there was someone who named a bit like it, I I would get emails from someone with a name like mine in Australia. Going, uh, I think this is another one that's meant for you that had been been sent to him. Presumably, there's a number of Mark Woods. Get in touch if you're called Mark Wood. Yeah, unfortunately, I think there's a. We can start mapping Mark Woods of Britain. Yeah, there's an X-rated guy. Um, yeah. With the name Mark Wood, because all the boys used to wind me up in the ch- group chat. Okay, well, are you a porn star that goes by the name Mark Wood? <laughs> Do write in. We'd love to hear from you. Perhaps you've got some amusing stories from your days as a club cricketer. Uh, okay. Uh, Okay, well, he. Could, I mean, that's just that's just that's just one of the many aspects of the woods. But I would, I would, uh, we could start a thing when we've eventually got our own sort of room where we can pin things up on the walls, like they eventually had in the in the wire. Uh, that's what I want is we can have a map of Britain and we could just have a little pin for all the different uh, all the different Mark Woods and, uh, uh, and just sort of see if we can create a network, kind of support group, effectively for Mark Woods, a play a safe place to create where Mark Woods can be Mark Woods together, <laughs> uh, whether you're an international bowler or, as it turns out, some sort of adult artiste. Uh, here's some sensible questions thank goodness Uh, these are from Richard O'Callaghan I've recently discovered your podcast and I'm hugely enjoying it Uh, it's also become something of a tradition for me to listen to Fibber of the Heat on Audible at the beginning of each cricket season I've done so every year for the last for at least the past five years thank you very much Uh, it makes me laugh out loud much to my wife's annoyance at bedtime Uh, to that end a question thank you very much for uh, for listening to that that's very kind of you Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it Uh, to that end a question for you both Miles have you gone abroad to watch England since India in 2006 and do you have aspirations to Uh, well actually as it happened I just yeah just mentioned India is the only place uh, that I've been I would love I mean I would love to watch England everywhere. I mean, that to me just would be a fantastic. I don't know if you 
if you've gone as far in the podcast, then when we interview a guy called Deco, who's been he's, he at the time we interviewed him, he'd seen ninety two England tests overseas. Uh, I would love. I mean, I would love as as Mark knows. I'd love to go and watch cricket in in New Zealand, for instance. But honestly, anyway, I'd, and I'd very happily to go back to India and see more there. Uh, I wouldn't mind going out to India to watch watch you playing out there, Woody, and uh, perhaps a bit of franchise cricket. Um, if you can get me some sort of backroom job, I'd be very delighted. Uh, this is my own personal analyst. I could, what, what, what job could you realistically give to me when they go, yeah, it's okay, yeah, yeah, we'll book okay, a Okay, well, we need to plan this better then. If I, if I do that, what kind of things will you say in front of me and them to make you sound legit? Um, Why don't you talk about the six to seven metre length a lot? Yeah, Woody. Okay, what I want no to drives. say is... No, it's it's time for you. Okay, let's let's go and do our visualization practice now, Woody. Uh, that, that I'd say something like that. We're going okay. to talk about. Um, I'm going to get out the get out the flip chart, and on every single page, it's going to say uh, areas, right areas, and then you have to turn each of the pages over. Going, I'm getting this. So something like that. Something that makes me sound like an expert. Uh, top of off. Top of off. Uh, and then the question to you, Mark. Mark, what is your favourite country to tour in? Um, my favourite tour would be either the West Indies, just because the place is beautiful and the people are lovely. But my favourite tour, just for for cricket purposes, is South Africa. Pacey pitches, Pacey pitches. Um, God, I'm glad that wasn't a tongue twister. Um, Pacey pitches. Um, also, <laughs> um, the fact that you know the food's good, uh, it's hard. Is that where your break, where your breakthrough five for was? Is that where you first? So Lusha was my first one, but then I, I did manage to get one at Johannesburg, and um, okay, and I think South Africa just a, like every place is different. Cape Town is different to the High Felt and Joburg, different to the out, you know, on the coast of Durban and Port Elizabeth. Um, I just feel like as a as a place, it's just it offers everything different landscapes. It's just a, it's an amazing place to go. Oh, can I add Pakistan to the list of countries that I'd be I'd be absolutely fascinated to go watch cricket in? Um, but as I say, all countries. Thank you very much indeed for your uh, letter and questions, Richard. Uh, oh, he says, P.S. A shout out to all those at our local cricket club, Rawdon in the Airedale and Wharfdale Cricket League. Uh, hello, Rawdon. Um, as I've never had the opportunity to to shout out before. Uh, this is from George Dell. This is on the subject. Oh, last week I read out a letter that left me. On the brink of hysteria, uh, uh, an unfortunate injury. This is a, an unfortunate injury letter sent in by George Dell. Um, he writes, Hi chaps, being an avid listener of the podcast, every time I listen to the mailbag section I reminisce about a certain painful story of a younger, cockier me. Having turned 18 and having the full choice of wearing a helmet or not during a winter net session, I decided to be brave and not wear my lid for the first time. I looked around at the bowlers and thought, no problem. Everything started off well with my dodgy drives of my head looking like Prime Ian Bell and KPS Flamingo legside boundaries until I decided to bring out the sweep shot. I watched the ball perfectly onto the top edge of the bat and up it shot towards my face at a rate of knots. Next thing I know, I opened my eyes and I was lying flat on the floor. I checked for signs of tooth fragments or claret stains. Luckily, there was neither. However, a few days after the incident, I looked in the mirror to see the bruising had spread its way perfectly... (laughs) to fill an entire half of my face. <laughs> I'd love to know if that was top half or bottom half, or if it was le- left or right, or perhaps a diagonal, sort of Bowie-esque zigzag. Um, it had spread its way to perfectly fill an entire half of my face, and it had turned a lovely shade of green. 
So much so that half of me had become the Incredible Hulk, sadly without the same physique. That was the first and last time I played without lids. I had to live with my face looking mouldy for weeks. <laughs> okay, uh, this is Worst Matches. This is for Ben Allman of uh, Mulvan. Uh, dear Miles and Woody, I've listened to your wonderful podcast from the off and have often wished to be able to send in a story for you to read out. Alas, despite being a frequenter of petrol stations, I am yet to spot a cricketer in one, nor have I had an embarrassing cricket moment until last summer. I regularly attend Edgebaston for England Internationals and I'm usually found in the mayhem which is the Eric Hollies stand. However, I was very kindly invited to Headingley for the Ashes match. This was a corporate hospitality affair spanning days two and three, something I was not particularly used to, but adhered to the dress code of smart slash traditional with the standard Oxford shirt, chinos and brown leather shoes. Day two was enjoyed by all, but especially by me, who was declared to be on it, taking advantage of the complimentary alcoholic beverages with reckless abandon. After having watched Ben Stokes's fine 80 and Woody's swashbuckling 24 off 8, I celebrated that night by going missing. <laughs> Only to be found later, curled up like a baby in the passenger seat of my car, door still open. <laughs> Regrettably, this was not the most embarrassing moment of the weekend. My recovery in time for day three was nothing short of heroic, and I successfully implemented the tried and tested hair of the dog technique and placed myself and paced myself for the rest of the day. My inebriation the day before is my only explanation for what happened next. It was a frustrating day of rain delays, so a couple of fellow guests and I walked around the ground. We were witness to several games of stadium cricket with various makeshift and bought bats bringing together the bored crowds for entertainment. We joined in the fun in one particular game round the back of the rugby stand and clearly were a little out of place being the best dressed of the three but were welcomed into the game nevertheless by the paying public. I crouched down in a silly mid-on catching position amongst the standard 17 close-in fielders around the bat and patiently waited for my turn. In a flash, the ball flew past the plaid shirt-wearing fielder in front of me. I instinctively shot out a right hand and shelled the catch. It was bad enough that my own chance ahead in the glory had been blown. However, my fielding colleagues were less than supportive of my error. <laughs> I was suddenly taunted by a couple of dozen all-charting chinos. <laughs> chinos. <laughs> chinos. Uh, my subsequent attempt to explain the obstructed view was then dispensed with several rounds of same old chinos <laughs> always <laughs> dropping. <laughs> <laughs> After stoically remaining for two more balls, we all realised that our participation in this game was at an end and we scuttled back into the safety of our suite, not venturing out until all spectators had left the ground. <laughs> the absolute indignity of it. I can still feel the sting of that ball and wonder if that was the moment in my life <laughs> when everything changed. <laughs> Look, a little self-awareness never does any of us any harm. Um, that is, the thought of you curled up on your own <laughs> I have a very good friend of mine who does an annual... He's, he's given up now. He used to he used to do a lot of home brewing and would invite a bunch of people around for an evening where they would have to wear... I can't tell the names of any of the people involved in this story, but they would have to uh, all wear a hat and they would try his various home ales that he made. One night, <laughs> one person wasn't allowed to come the next year because they had decided that um, their best way of getting home after drinking from till about three o'clock in the morning a variety of home-brewed ales and they would have started at about seven that evening they decided uh with the confidence that i think seven hours of drinking home-brewed ales gives you that the easiest way for them to get from pinner in northwest london to catford in southeast london was to rely on night buses they duly attempted this journey however they were found, <laughs> found the next morning by their other half who opened the front door to find them lying <laughs> 
<laughs> lying curled up like a cat crying on their own front doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> all we're saying is, the, all these things sound fun, there are always consequences. Uh, anyway, thank you very much for your um, yeah, self-deprecating letter. I'm sorry about sorry. The, uh, the Yorkshire Chinos incident. Um, uh, now, uh, open categories include, if you wish to send us more letters, uh, fibbing your way into cricket grounds or to teams, uh, cricketers at petrol stations or in everyday settings. Uh, perhaps you've seen... Um, perhaps you've seen... Oh, who should we say? Perhaps you've seen Robert Croft in a branch of Home Bargains. Uh, perhaps you've happened to pass... Uh, Paul Taylor in uh, in a branch of booths. Just just write in. We want to know just how much firewood people are buying. Uh, that sort of thing. Uh, how much coal? Uh, please write in about quirky grounds. We haven't had those for a while. Umpiring incidents, amusing injuries. We're loving uh, the new one. People with the same name as cricketers. Of course, we're absolutely desperate to hear from the porn star Mark Wood. Uh, uh, it'd be great to have him on as a guest and the two of you to compare um, lengths. Uh, and also best and. <laughs> <laughs> Best and worst games. Apologies for being smutty there. That's really not like me. I've I've, I've let myself down there. Hi, it's David Gower here. Uh, Yes, it's me. Look, it's it's slightly embarrassing, but look, Mark and Miles, they've they've forgotten the email address again. So look, if you've got any cricketing tales, stories, whatever it might be you want to send to them, please email them at middleplease at hotmail.com. And if that's too much, well, try Twitter or Instagram. It's time for our guest, Woody. Uh, do you want to give a few clues as to who the guest is? Judging by the mailbag, I think this person might have been able to help the man with the top edge. And um, she knows, she knows. So, um, yes, with the, with the sticking catch um, problem. So that gives you a little clue. Do you want another clue as well? Uh, yes, I'd just like, just eight more. Um no, no, that's right. Her name is a, I think, a Civil War um, general. Really? Oh, is it? Is his surname the same as a place in Virginia where the CIA are headquartered? Yes, it's Ben Langley. Ben Langley is the England, of former England uh, head physio, um, and now he's physio uh, or the the top guy of um, medical and science is the terminology of uh, Mumbai Indians. Mr. Benjamin London. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Middle Please Umpire is again delighted to be sponsored by Step One Underwear, the UK's choice for comfortable, breathable, and no-chafe boxes. We have been sent some Step One Underwear. Have we not, Mark? Separately rather than together? Yes. I now exclusively wear them. I actually do wear them as well. I think they're, they're great for both casual or training. I've worn them at cricket as well. Have you played whilst wearing a pair of Step Ones? Yes, I have. That might be the most exciting thing I've ever heard. Um, I've certainly worn some whilst um, attending some sort of all-you-can-eat buffet, uh, and uh, I can report that they are gloriously chafe-free. Do you know why they eliminate chafing, Mark? Why? It's because they've got uh, something called ultra-glide panels. They are ethically made using organic bamboo. That is why they're super soft, but also why they're antibacterial. They're suitable for men and women. They're worn by cricketers the world over, as Mark can attest. Do you know the bags they come in are compostable as well? Now, do you do you have a compost uh, heap, Mark? Compost pile in your garden? No. I tell you what, we'll collect collect up your your ones and just just post them to me, and we'll pop them on ours because actually we make we make very good use of the compost. There's a thirty day money back guarantee on your first purchase, so you can try them out completely risk free. For a limited time, you can get fifteen percent off the entire range just because you listen to this podcast. Head to stepone.life and enter the code MP15 at checkout. So, this week's guest on Middle Please on My Head, the man with a plan, the man that has looked after my ankle on, I reckon, 400, no, 4,000, no, <laughs> 464,232 times. It's England physio and now Mumbai Indians physio, Mr. Ben <laughs> Lovely. Hello, Langers. Hello, mate. How are you? That must have been some introduction. I feel like I was like, we're ready to battle there. Let's get ready to rumble. Coincided nicely with gladiators coming back to British terrestrial television. <laughs> that kind of started build-up. Is any of the maths in that intro correct, Woody? 4,362? Is that, is that uh, sort of ballparkish? Well, more to ask. I mean, yeah. I mean, you do know my ankle better than, well, or my body better than my wife, probably. I've definitely probably been down the feet end a lot more than her. I would have thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I think what we met 2014 was when we first introduced to one another so it's been the best part of 10 years so yeah. 10 times however many we're getting up there that's for sure yeah and that's so that's when Woody's first sort of in the England squad yeah I, I remember guess. I went down to Somerset where they were playing Durham and I was seeing another player but they said oh just keep keeping on Mark Wood while you're there see if you can say hi he's he's got pace and he tends to get injured a bit so you might be, <laughs> might be involved with him <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah. So how, I, I how little saying, you knew. How little you knew. Yeah, I remember saying. Yeah. I remember saying hello to him in the uh, in the lunchroom. Actually, that was. I mean, the first time we met. So, and did you have to steer quite clear? Did you think, oh god, I don't want to. He's going to collide into a table or something like that. <laughs> don't tread on anything wet, Woody. Just watch out, please. Can you wear Veruca socks at all time? They've just got more grip on them. Yeah. So I I was having physio today. And obviously, I don't athletically. I don't have the same sort of workload as Woody, uh, but I um, I'm doing a tour at the moment. So I'm on stage about two hours a night on my own, four times a week, say. And I was talking to the physio, and I was thinking in terms of what you do, the actually the res- the responsibility. And I don't know how much you how likely you wear that sense of responsibility, 
but it's sort of enormous, isn't it? To get someone like Woody out on the park so that when he gets to the top of his mark and the first thing he does is not worry about any of that, any of the stuff you've been working on, that's kind of... There's a massive sort of pastoral element to what you yeah, do, isn't there? Yeah, there's, as you suggest, there's a combination of physical and, and mental. You've, you, you, you need to have belief that you can actually get through what you're going to be asked to get through. Um, you mentioned seeing a physio yourself. I did, I did years and years of, of treating weekend warrior, you know, sporting people in, you know, in private clinics. They were desperate to play. So if they could get through, you knew you'd done something right. If they didn't, you knew you were not being effective. So I spent a lot of time doing that. And then meeting Woody and hearing a story about what was going on with him at the time, I thought, I reckon I can help him. Um, and, yeah, pretty soon, once we got to know each other, I think, Woody, you had a similar thing. You thought, this guy's on the right track here. I think he's he's onto something. And it, I knew I wasn't going to, you know, we didn't turn him around in, you know, weeks or even months. It took a, a lot longer. But I was confident we were going to get there. It just was going to take a bit of time. And that, and for you, Woody, that sort of clicking there, because it's kind of magic. I remember when I – so I had a big operation a couple of years ago, Ben, and I remember having a long chat with you about it, Woody, and you were saying, you know, the trust relationship between you and the people who are treating you, how kind of enormous that is. So you two, you've, you've clicked fairly on, or did you, as ever, lay a series of booby traps for him <laughs> to see how he coped with them as part of your, <laughs> your recruitment process? <laughs> I, re- I reckon I – on Langer's first trip, I actually, not on Langer's, but on uh, Kevin Shane, the bowling coach, I hid in his wardrobe and he started a, um, a, a conversation with his wife. And then I knew I was in trouble at that point because I thought, well, I can't give this away and jump out of the wardrobe because then he's going to know that I've hidden there. But at the same time, he's now having a private conversation with his wife. So do I just ha- hold on in here? I might hear something I don't want to hear. Um, luckily, the door creaked just at that point. He grabbed me by the scruff of the neck and kicked me out the door. <laughs> but me, me and Langers, we headed off straight away. I felt, even from the beginning, um, a great personality, a guy in the dressing room that was well-respected. In the, in the England dressing room, he'd been with, you know, the guys before me, Anderson, Broad, um, who, who were there. Um, he'd seen all the big wigs in England. So straight away, I knew that. You're responsible for a lot of, of English test wickets, Ben. Oh, I wouldn't say responsible, but I think I've, I've played a small role. I've... Um, Obviously, Jimmy Anderson, He when I first met him, Jimmy was pretty bulletproof. Um, and then ensuing age meant he started to pick up a few bits and pieces. Um, and so we, uh, it was interesting, as you'd expect, I probably became closer and closer to, to Jimmy the more time we spent together you know, looking after his body. But it's a testament to himself. Yes, he's, you know, a lot of people have said he's, he's lucky or he's born with the right genetics, but he puts a lot of work in. He's overcome a couple of big challenges, uh, um, a couple of which could have very much gone either way. So, um, I yeah, I I don't think any of us take you know, from our our field of science and medicine. We don't take don't like to try and take credit for these things. But you you like to take some. Um, I don't know, you, you take a nice feeling out of it by thinking I've helped steer that person in the right direction. It's been modest, males. Without Langers, I would never have played for England. He worked on my ankle. I'll tell everybody this, anybody that's listening. I reckon he worked on my, an- on my ankle every day for I reckon, three months straight. Every day he did my ankle for three months without fail. He rubbed it. He, um, he got rid of the scar tissue on my ankle. Um, he was there doing acupuncture. That's another story I'll come on to in a second. Um, <laughs> he had this like raptor claw thing that he would use. It was like a metal claw that he would dig into my ankle to shift the stuff around. 
So without him, I would have undoubtedly maybe never even got past the Durham stage because I, I just kept breaking down with my ankle. And it wasn't until I, I would wear ankle... Um, Tags? Not 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 tape, <laughs> but like a... Like, <laughs> That would, that made the di- that made that made the taping quite difficult. I yeah, guess. the tag. Yeah, yeah, of course. And it, what with his yeah. curfew hours that the remand centre imposed on oh, yeah. him, <laughs> we've got to, we've got to get you mended by eight. Yeah. <laughs> We're not having you caught in the searchlights again. Yeah, I was in a very fortunate position where we could spend that time together. We got to spend a full winter together. Where other than running, gym, mm-hmm. we, we had that very fortunate period of time that enabled us to, to figure out a few things. It was it was great. As well as have a laugh on the way. Did you figure them out through a textbook, or did you just sort of wing it? I mean, <laughs> how, how did that acupuncture go? The first acupuncture session. Miles <laughs> loved it. So, the first acupuncture session. Um, you know what? I, I've seen this before. You'll respond well to to some needles in the, in the front part of your ankle. I don't like needles at the best time, so I'm sweating. My shins have got sweat everywhere. Sweating. You got up. You got up and off the bed about ten times. No, no, I can't do this. I can't do this. Get back down there. No, no, I can't do this. Get off the bed. Twizzle. And then I'm like, now he's jumping off the bed. Oh, are you sure that's in the right spot? I think you touched bone. No, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. Look, I can push that further. All this. After 15 minutes, he takes them out. He says, "See, that was absolutely fine." And to think that I've I've never really done that before. <laughs> Well, I'd like I'd like to be you in a plane that lands, Woody, and the pilot to say the same thing over the intercom, just to see. I've just passed. Just to see the look. My learners. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just to let you know, ladies and gentlemen, that was my first ever commercial flight. Um, like, you know, I only had a flick for the manual yesterday for the first time. What a heck heck of a weekend it's been. Yeah, yeah, terrific view of the sea on all sides of the plane. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But I guess, although you might be unwilling to take the credit, Ben, but you, what you are in a position to is, you know, where, I mean, obviously people like, think of Woody as just this sort of jolly joker kind of person, but you've seen what he's done to come back from where he's been. And we've had a couple of very frank chats, I suppose, on the on the podcast sometimes when you've been in the, you know, like Woody going, you're saying, I don't know what more I can do. I'm doing everything that's been asked of me. But you you really understand from a, not just a human point of view, but from a, from a scientific point of view, what, what Woody's done to get back from where he's been sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It, for all... You know, we all see the, the, the great fun side of, of Woody and he's just such a great person to be around. Like all of us, you, you have your down moments and when you've been faced with challenges that are, I, I think you did well to to stay on top. Um, but with that comes some times where you've got to ride out the, the rough bits and, and there was plenty of them. You know, we've, we've spent a lot of time thinking, wow, that didn't work. What are we going to do now? <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> then, then yeah, Maybe it's the other end of the needle. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I better t- take that course. Um, but, okay, uh, I'm not meant to be a pilot. Uh, All right, I can live with that. Yeah. Yeah. What What other sports are you good at, Woody? <laughs> Do you like golf? Uh, yeah, yeah. As long as you came every you came every operation, didn't you? Is it you that filmed the lollipop footage? Yeah, I I did do. I've, I've well done s- keeping the camera even slightly still. There's a number. That, <laughs> even- I was going through my phone the other night just to to have a look at some of the others, and there's some unreleased footage that would be be very very good. Is it very quite quite specialist? Yeah, quite specialist. The, 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 the Spanish nurse that couldn't understand Woody and his northern accent afterwards, and was trying to get him a bottle for his wee um, <laughs> when Woody <laughs> didn't, didn't want a bottle. It was it was very very good. 
I know I occasionally tease you, Mark, about the sheer vo- the volume of the backroom staff. But then you like look at that sort of older generation of players and go, oh, we didn't have all this help, we didn't have all this help. And you think, yeah, but like you're damaged people, clearly, the way you talk about the game and life. And you're like, that's, yeah, have you not noticed that you're incredibly bitter and everyone gets nervous every time you hold a microphone? That's, that's, that's like a byproduct of the fact that you didn't have any kind of backup when you were at this incredibly pressurised stage of your career. We might think, oh, now, oh, well, the amount of scrutiny on you, oh, well, there's all the social media and stuff. The old days, you're like, well, there's two TV channels and you're on one of them. That, that's still a lot of scrutiny. So you can't pretend that pressure wasn't there. It was just in a, in a kind of a in a different way and that's something that you presumably I, so I, when I said to my physio today Ben I was saying that the pastoral element of it you know you deal with people that are highly stressed and he goes yeah and what happens is people come in really stressed and I treat them and they leave all that stress here and, I, and I'm still here and, I, and a bit like the way that sort of uh, therapists have therapy themselves I mean presumably the, the actual physical demand of what you do and that, that obviously you know we work closely with people in the, you know, the mental health and wellbeing side in terms of your psychologists and your counsellors and supports in that way but um we've also got to be really careful as to what sort of information you pass on as well it's 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 really important that if you're told something in confidence that it stays in that room stays stays on the bed so to speak um but no doubt you sometimes can help facilitate things in that way i must admit i do go home at times and my wife says you don't fancy chat chatting tonight <laughs> no i've all i've done is talk and listen all day i just fancy Reaching on the TV and... I just want to do something that means I can't picture Woody's feet. I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> do you know the player that's been the most hard work? Yeah, you'd, you'd be up there. <laughs> you'd be up there. I won't mention other names, but there are other players who have had sort of protracted injuries that are hard work as well. They're complicated. And presumably there's injuries we never hear about. Yeah, there will be. You know, that thing about people you're never 100%. And that's really... And that's presumably that's a personal choice going, I don't want people knowing... Well, it is, it's, it's becoming more of an issue. Uh, I think it's becoming more and more of an issue in this, this day and age where there is a lot more data protection and you can argue that you don't want certain information necessarily to go out publicly. So I think in the old days we probably had a lot more free chats with media and other people, so even just coaches and management. Just have to be a little bit more careful about what you're you're letting out because obviously it's very very personal. So in the time that you spent, oh by the way, you flooded where you are now. Worcester is normally you're two or three feet below sea level, I imagine. <laughs> well, we, I used to live in an area that was threatened by floods regularly. We we since moved to the high ground, uh, but I, I was down at New Road only last week, and yeah, half of the ground is still very swampy, shall we say. I remember years ago, the thing about Steve, when, when he was back there as a coach, Steve Rhodes, having to swim into the pavilion to try and save yeah. his laptop. Yeah, well, I, that's where I started. I started my, you know, my work in cricket in England at Worcestershire, so 2008, 9 and 10. So 2007 was the big flood, as it's known around here. Uh, and there was, yeah, just great photos of Bumpy. He was in a, he was on a kayak and doing all sorts across the ground. Uh, I think he was trying to save his his laptop was floating across the ground at one point. He had to, to go and fetch that. But We had that here. I'm in Monmouth, just over the border, and we had people, yeah, there was footage of people kayaking to Lidl uh, and things like that, which sounds like, I mean, that could be a stag weekend activity, wouldn't it? Kind of perfectly, perfectly reasonable bit of fun. Um, you're then, oh, so have you worked, did you work with Moeen ever? Did you overlap with Moeen when he was at Worcestershire? Did I ever? So, my, yeah, my first season, 2008, was Moeen came across from Warwickshire and everyone everyone who's met Mo in recent years he's a he's definitely a you know he's got a great sense of humor and he was probably I would have said he was more of a, a cheeky chappy even so then 
he used to come off the ground after he'd played a good knock and say, can you get some ice for my bat? And also for something else, but I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but Mo, Mo was an amazing talent. We had Steve Davies and Mo who were both, you know, young, left-handed, beautiful to watch batters. And, yeah, you know, I, I just used to watch these guys and think, are they going to go and play for England, these guys? Because they, they just look fan- phenomenally talented. Um, both of them were absolutely petrified to get on the bed and get treatment because they said it hurts too much. They'd rather just put up with it. So very rarely did I spend any time with them professionally. It was far more just. Yeah, that's more, more science, isn't it? More science is if you haven't got any muscles, you can't pull them. So he, just, he doesn't do gym <laughs> so, <it's, laughs> so he doesn't go to the gym. Yeah, I remember I think I worked on Mo once and he got up from the bed and there was a pool of sweat underneath him. And he said, "That's why I don't get on the. That's why I don't get on the bed. It hurts too much." He was, he was, he was in so much pain. He was sweating. So, who do, who do you think's had the highest pain threshold? Who who could you really get stuck into? Like Finney, or maybe one of the the big bowlers at Tremlett? You must have been able to like rifle your elbow on him. You not feel a thing. Yeah, no, there was there was a, there was a few that you could could push very hard. I actually found Kevin Peterson hard to work on in terms of I pushed as hard as I could, and he. He would take anything. So mm. he was a pretty tough customer in terms of receiving treatment. Uh, but all- Pollard at Mumbai Indians, John- he must be a tough guy. He's a big bloke. You must be able to just get stuck in him. Well, I have to be honest, he's because he's been a coach during the IPL this year, oh, last season, I actually haven't had to, to work on him directly. But, yeah, he's a big guy. I'll be using both hands, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> long levers, long levers, and, and, and what then? What are the biggest sort of, in terms of your knowledge of what people have been through? Then, what are the moments of greatest satisfaction to you? I know you don't like to take credit, but of things that you've undoubtedly been a part of. I think with this India series, uh, I, I covered the 2012 series uh, as right. physio, and uh, I was with Mark Saxby, and he and I would spend all of our evenings working on you know, on Broad, Anderson, all the bowls that had bowled that day, and they would be exhausted. To work on them and help them get through a test match and to get to the end of that series after we'd lost the first test and have won, um, you did feel like you contributed because those guys, for them to get back up the next day, especially if you had to bowl the next day, if we'd been, you know, if we'd been bowled out cheaply or whatever, it, you, you did really feel like you helped them, even though it was probably the most simple thing you could do, which is just, you know, it wasn't anything particularly complicated. It was just spending some time with them, you know, supporting them to recover as much as any. They'd, they'd fall asleep on the bed most of the time. They were that tired. It was, yeah. You being interviewed after that first test in Pakistan, Woody, and you're going, I just, you pretty much sort of sat down cross-legged on the yeah, outfield. Yeah, I was exhausted. You're going, I'm just, yeah. I can't tell you. I'm just. No, yeah. It's extraordinary to get through to get through that sort of workload in those kind of conditions is is amazing. You just leave everything out there, don't you? And then it's almost like your body just gives up at the end. Like once it's over, it's almost just like your body just goes, "Whoa, it's finished!" Like you sort of just you're so shattered by the end of it because you're so switched on, even to the last ball, and then after it, just everything, all the adrenaline, and everything wears off, and you're like, you just shattered. Have you ever done any uh, good concussion tests, Langers, on anyone? <laughs> Where are you going with this? Because I, Craig. Craig was sort of Ben's understudy. Craig's still with the England team. And um, he asked me on my concussion test, I got hit in the head by Pat Cummins. And um, when he came running out, I knew I was fine, but I knew what he, he was going to have to ask me some question. 
So obviously you'd ask you why, oh, all this kind of stuff. Yes, I'm in Sydney. I've been hit in the head. The score is da da da, and they have to ask you a question that's not related to the cricket. So his question was, and um, who's the prime minister of um, Great Britain at the minute? And I said uh, Winston Churchill. To which the physio <laughs> let out a huge sigh. <laughs> <laughs> I turned to the umpire and went, he's absolutely fine, and ran off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you would have tried to flunk that test if, you, if you'd just been bonged in the head by a cub and you thought, I've had enough of this. I might, I might disappear. Yeah, yeah. Also, for, as, a, as a period in British political history, it's, quite, it's, a, it's actually a harder question than it used to be. <laughs> Four in five years or whatever, you've got to be, yeah. Let, let, me just, let, let me just check where we are exactly at this moment. No, the only, I, I don't think I, I, I didn't fool around with, uh, have any stuff like that with concussion testing, but I do remember one time when it was immediately after lunch, I'd had some food upstairs and taken my run-on bag with me. Must have turned my eye at some point because I don't remember this happening, but I had to run out on the ground to see Jonathan Trott very shortly after lunch because he'd been hit on the fingers. I opened my little run-on bag and about 15 teaspoons fell out. <laughs> so I was, here I am trying to find some, I'm trying to find some finger tape to tape up Trotty and I'm trying to juggle these teaspoons and make sure that they don't get seen on, on television. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, that's such a brilliant prank to play on a physio, yeah. isn't it? And they're really not. And they're going, during a sort of barrage of bounces or what, you go out and there's like, there's just loads of purses, handbags, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute. It's the old pavilion thief we no, found I did, him I, I, yeah. I, I did worse with Gareth Batty when I, was, when I was at Worcestershire. I ran out to Gareth when he'd been hit. And I, I don't know where I'd put my run-on bag. So I tore out there and I just said to the players, someone find my bag and bring it out to me. So I've got out there and... Looked at Bats, he's looked at me and he goes, what are you going to do, lad? Kiss it better. <laughs> <laughs> so we so had a bit of a chat for a couple of minutes until, yeah, my bag got rushed out to me and I could uh, get the magic spray out or whatever I needed to do at the time. The magic Is the magic spray entirely a placebo? Yeah. Is it just slightly cold? There's yeah. nothing. But in the heat of the battle, yeah. there's, nothing, there's literally nothing to it, no science. It's just one. It's one up from the sponge, wasn't it? When the people were just put... yeah, it's it does make it feel cold, so it distracts you from the the pain. But there's absolutely nothing that helps you. Langus, without naming a player, what what's the worst injury you've come across? Or one that was really bad, where you thought, "Oh, that one looks that this is a bad injury." Or I hate that feeling of knowing someone's got an injury that's going to cost them a lot of time. Oh, and you know before they do. Well, and they know it. But we haven't had that discussion yet. And but you really know you really know it, and they're thinking. And maybe. I really know it, and they think it, and you're like, I don't really want to say anything yet because we've got to have a good look at you, and we've got to probably get a couple of scans and bits and pieces. But there's that awkward mm. little period where you think, oh no, I'm going to have to deliver some really ordinary news here. Um, yeah. But yeah, the players generally have that gut feeling most cases. And despite your uh, undoubtedly immense amount of sort of professionalism, have you ever worked with someone that's such an asshole that you thought, "Ah, f- him. just let him go"? <laughs> <laughs> don't, you don't have to answer that question. I don't want, I don't want to leave you open for anything. Uh, that's an absolute hospital pass. I just suddenly thought, I know it's like you know, surgeons have to operate, don't they, on people on both sides of a both sides of a conflict, and that's just how it. That's kind of how it is. Yeah. <laughs> 
but I think I'll play the fifth on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's absolutely fair enough. Um, is it time for uh, Markwood Super Over? I think it is time. Yes. So Ben Langley. Oh, I watched that. Well, that I watched the um, the doco. The doco. I've never said doco before. The documentary, Woody. The um, the the World Cup one that's up on Sky. And you were right. There I was suddenly when the. Um, the uh, the six that was when he when he steps and Trembolt steps back on the rope. You said I was smiling. I looked genuinely baffled in there, and I was because I couldn't understand why. It, I was going. It was a completely clean catch. What's going on? Absolutely confused. But yeah, just a sea of pink faced men in blue shirts and Panamas. It was hard to spot myself. Yeah, Langers, you'll probably admit this, but all of the players that are in the England team now, the one that won the World Cup, that they basically all came through you to start with, didn't they? A lot of the players that Pete's for that 2019 World Cup were guys that had been with you in the Lions, and so we had. We had successive, successful uh, Lions winters away, Miles, um, where we won in South Africa and we won in Sri Lanka. We played against good teams, didn't we? Like, you know, Rabada was playing for South Africa and, we, they, they had, and he's not the only one. They had some fantastic names in their teams. Um, but I remember winning away in both of those series and the quality of player that you could see emerging it was like, wow, these guys are they're going to be something. And lo and behold, four or five years later, they, you know, they'd obviously been playing for England fairly regularly by then and 2019 happened. And what else happened in 2019, Great Miles? Day. It was a Super Rover in a World Cup final. The Super Rover wasn't the only thing. What about Mark Wood's Super Rover? Mark Wood, you, you had a child as well that year. I just want you to remember there's, there's oh, life yeah, off the yeah, pitch yeah. as sorry, well. Sorry. Um, but anyway, yeah, sorry, the other one. So, Miles, 90 seconds uh, on the clock. Langers, you've got to say the first thing that comes to your head. Okay, your time starts now. Who had the best hips you've ever seen? Sorry, no, sorry, I got distracted. I'm restarting the clock. I don't want any filth. I don't want any filth, Woody. Okay, okay, sorry. Let's keep this clean. I'm restarting the clock. Okay. Go. Who has the best ankle you've ever seen? Sorry, again, it's just, I'm drawn to the physio chat. <laughs> sorry, last time, I promised third time's a charm. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't help it. Would you rather win a game with a wicket, take a blinding catch, or score in the vital runs? Blinding catch. What's the best way to catch crabs, the sea kind? With your hands. You've arrived at the match and forgotten your bat. Whose are you borrowing? Joe Root. Custard or whipped cream? Custard every day. You're waiting for the kettle to boil and playing some air cricket. Which shot are you practising? Always an off-drive. What's your most famous contact on your phone? This could be a good one. (laughs) Most famous contact. I did... I had to... Oh, Gareth Southgate. I can't explain, can I? No. Uh, your favourite foreign accent? Your French one. Ah, bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> you arrive at the crease. What guard are you asking for? Just two centres straight up for me. Oh, two centres. We were looking for middle. Please don't mind that, Ben, but that's time. Um, Miles Job, how long have we got left? You've actually got 15 seconds, so you'll have to ask. You'll have to, you'll have to say who's your favourite ankle is. Okay, what... what uh, blah, 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 um, um, What finger... Would you most use for your physiotherapy? <laughs> My thumbs, if we count them as fingers. And in the TV show Bluey, who is your favourite character? Oh, definitely Bandit. Yeah! <laughs> he, he's a vision of myself. He's a portrait <laughs> of myself, as I'm frequently told by my wife. By the barest of all margins. Right, um, definitely Custard. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you there, like, Custard's my favourite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Custard. Crabs, how are you catching them with your hands? Well, growing up in Australia, I was a big rock pool forager. So, yeah, I wouldn't go for ginormous things, but definitely I'd have something that 
It's as big as your hand. You'd have to nip them in the bum, though, wouldn't you? You, didn't, you can't just put your hand out. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd probably tease them with one hand and grab them with the other. Cover drive. You used to play cricket, didn't you, Langers? Yeah. I was a, when I was a kid, if you hit the ball in the air at training, you used to have to run a lap. So compared to today's training, where you'd probably have to run a lap if you hit the ball on the ground. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I was a very technically correct batsman. I think I hit three sixes in my life because I was too scared to hit the ball in the air. So... Yeah, it was always a cover drive. It was a cover drive. You're you hitting between... No, off drive. Off drive, I said. But are you going to hit, like, to to mid-off's right hand, or are you hitting between mid-off and cover? Where's your Where's your dream one going? What's your natural arc, scoring arc? Probably straighter. Yeah, the straighter. And who are you hitting off? Or who are you visualising when they're bowling in the kitchen? Is it, is it Anderson? Is it is it one of the Aussies? Who, who are you dreaming about hitting for four? I think, Jimmy, I'd love to, I'd love to hit Jimmy for four. <laughs> <laughs> and just past his left hand, and just the filthy look that... You'd get <laughs> would be amazing. And lastly, Gareth Southgate. Yeah, back remember 2019 World Cup build up. We had Gareth Southgate come to to talk to us because obviously they had their World Cup, um, and I had to message him about a few bits and pieces. So, sorry, Gareth, I've still got your number in my, in my phone. There are probably a couple of others. You haven't saved this Gareth Southgate or just Gaffer. <laughs> <laughs> the gaffer. No, I'm very, I'm very formal. Even my my wife picks on me because she's even in under her name with no love hearts or anything. Like she's Dana Langley. So love that. It was Mark Wood down as Mark Wood. Yeah. in your phone. Yeah, it's, there's no. Yeah, there is. I think there's a silly picture of you, isn't there, that flashes up when you ring. Mm-hmm. But you are under Mark Wood, not Woody. Yeah, well, you would constantly. Well, I- as you get into the physios, they they always obviously jewelry comes off, phone goes to the side, the phone very because often when you turn up the physio room, they've been busy on the phone, they're messaging, they'll put it down when they haven't locked their phone, whilst they're maybe massaging another player. Said phone is open, and uh, Mark Wood, and all of the fizzes and accents and twisted things oh. that I can do. <laughs> that is that is a true story. I have to confirm that. And some and in its day and age now that you've got face ID, sometimes you'll see your phone be just lifted up and directed towards your face. And you're like, what are you doing? Oh, you're trying to get face ID to work. Why are you my phone? <laughs> Do a little yeah. bit of internet banking. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming on, Ben. And also thank you very much for what you've done, what you've done for English cricket, uh, whether you want to see it in that way on the, in those terms or not. But thank you. Thank you for all those wickets and all those runs. Um, and the uh, catches, undoubtedly. A uh, great pleasure to meet you. And I hope, uh, hope the, uh, hope the waters subside. So do we. Blackers. <laughs> See you, Woody. Woody, that was an excellent idea having him on because he is. I know on the podcast, was me you've spoken about how it's instrumental he is in your. Uh, you know, you give him a, a lot of credit for your, uh, your your success, and it is that's a classic. Someone like me that's always being sort of cheating all these backroom staff. You know, it's it's extraordinary the workload they do, and also what you know what what they take on and the amount of amount of pressure they take. Yep, off and you. as I said here, we've just had um, Baz McCullum talk about today the importance of the backroom staff and how much they've worked hard in the training camp in Abu Dhabi and and now here in India, and you know they'll support us massively. It's not just the players; we feel like it's a whole group. Um, and that's why, you know, we often think of, like, one England team together, p- players that are on the bench that aren't playing, the support staff behind. And Langers, I would say, is not just, you know, for me, support staff, I actually consider him a really good friend, um, someone that, you know, I've got so much trust and, and belief in. And, um, you know, if he told me that this is the way to go, I would 100% back that and, and, and do whatever he thinks is right. Because he, he's not just someone that could tell you something out of a textbook or, or something like, 
oh, this is a, you know, I've checked on Google, you've definitely got a bad back. He sort of understands <laughs> the person and, and, you know, that's that's the best thing about him. He, he gets the person, he listens, um, and, he, and he's a great support. So, um, yeah, I really enjoyed having him on. I think it was something different to do. And, I mean, he's seen some horrendous injuries. He'll, he'll, he didn't give much away there, but I, I know he's seen some bad stuff. And, um, you know, players were ripping muscles off bones and having to have things reattached and, you know, clean... Clean breaks and with you know bones and oh. stuff like that. So he's seen, you know, seen a lot of um, awful things. But like I say, he's the. Co- I mean, I don't know how they do it. They, they they just put this like work face on where it's just so matter of fact. Whereas if it was me, I'd be like, whoa, Paragon, no, no, you, you no, are you all right? You look a bit great. Oh, I uh, think. Quick, has someone help? Uh, <laughs> I think. I think I'm amazed. Perhaps someone else would like to to do it if they've got the the time and energy. But essentially, a character uh, uh, <laughs> of a queasy physio who just got, oh oh saw this really easily, <laughs> really easily. Has, oh, oh 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 blood blood blood. <laughs> this sort of goes on the wobble. Whatever they see, they think, oh, I can't. Oh no, oh no, sorry. sorry can someone else? Um, but yeah, an extraordinary man actually. Great, yeah. Very well. It must be great having people like him around the dressing room that we don't, that we're we're sort of blissfully unaware of. You do sound, uh, you paint yourself. This is not my editorialising, I hope, but that your your sort of desire to prank people, Woody. You 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 you're probably not always making it easy for yourself, um, hiding in wardrobes and stuff like that. Have you spent have you spent as much time up in front of HR as you have on the physio <laughs> couch? Can we just yeah. remind you, Woody? It's a professional environment. You can't really keep frightening people. You can't. <laughs> Leap out of their wardrobes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I probably shouldn't give all that away, should I? I'm going to be in a lot of trouble now. Um, yeah, yeah. But if you did, if you didn't do all that sort of shit, you'd have to play golf. Yeah. So in a way, I think it's good. <laughs> I think it's. I think ultimately, culturally, it's less harmful. Um, thank you very much indeed for listening to this episode of Middle Please Umpire. Please uh, continue to write in. We do like getting your uh, emails and uh, and your your letters. Um, and uh, we maybe you've had a crazy physio that we would like to hear about. <laughs> One that was. Scared. Yes, do write in if you've ever made if you've ever made a physio faint. Uh, do, 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 <laughs> he's got a bit quiet back there because if you've ever if you've ever laid on a physio's couch for fifteen minutes thinking what on earth are you doing and then look behind you to see that they've passed clean out. Uh, do do write in. <laughs> right, we'll speak to you soon. Thanks very much. I've been Miles Jupp. This is Mark Wood. Goodbye. Oh, au revoir. Should be taken and is taken. Brilliant from Martwood. What a spell this has been. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.